Hello everybody, welcome to the new you podcast. So today I'm going to be sharing about a consultation I did between a couple. The man was Gemini ascendant and the woman was Aquarius and I found very interesting solutions. Uh, both of them had a very good strong foundation of compatibility. The moon signs were compatible. They did have understanding but actually they were having some issues. The woman was feeling that the man is not serious enough. He's not willing to learn his lessons and they were feeling really blocked in their relationship. So they came to me to ask for the advice. And this is my sharing something very interesting that might help you as well to see yourself as a unique individual and your partner as well so that you don't expect the same values or the same way of seeing life or the same way of learning lessons, in fact. So, see, the man was more like the curious, experimental nature, multi-talented. He was trying to figure out what he really wants to do through trial and error. You know, Geminis have a very active intellect because it's ruled by Mercury. So, this uh, individual, the people who have Gemini ascendant, their evolutionary goal is to develop the opposite quality. And the opposite quality of Sagittarius, that's the opposite in the sign, say, they need to focus their minds and learn through the intellect and not just for mere entertainment purpose, but they need to kind of get more philosophical, okay? And the Aquarius, the lady who was actually having the issue in the relationship was uh, Aquarius Lagna, and she was like Lagna meaning ascendant. In Sanskrit, it's called Lagna. It's all about becoming individualized and, you know, traveling from that to that human existence and ready to return to consciousness is a more deeper concept so uh, for her the psycholo psychology was so much different so her personal insecurities because Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Saturn does have uh, insecurities so that insecurity was being projected in the relationship and for her uh, the detachment aspect was very important in the relationship. The more she was able to accept and be detached, she's going to find more happiness. And for her, the evolutionary goal was to develop the opposite qualities of Aquarius, which is Leo. <laughs> so, that, you know, to try to learn to see the uniqueness of her personality, be more accepting and to enjoy life, which actually, you know, destiny-wise, this Gemini husband is perfect to develop that dynamic and um, psychologically free personality. So she needed to just basically chill and enjoy. So what I want to share is also another aspect that I found very interesting. In her chart, she had a Rahu and Ketu in the 10th house and 4th house. So Rahu and Ketu are the nodes of the moon and this is such an important factor in compatibility. I cannot emphasize enough. So this, this is such a, a combination that, you know, 4th house is the uh, angular house and 10th house as well and usually people with Rahu and Ketu in 10th and 4th and 1st and 7th definitely have a more complicated relational pattern than other people so she definitely had that karma you know this indicates previous life karma what are the lessons that were not learned so in her case you know fourth house Rahu creates an upset, creates an instability in life that can scare the very core of the native and that brings great fear or instability and emotional weakness and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with a partner, you see. And in the tenth house Ketu does indicate attachment to their karma and attachment to what they perform and it does give um, a degree of security because they're very good at 
external public life or career-based things. So it is difficult for her to be more accepting of home life. Home life is also the fourth house. So she just needed a little bit more attention, which the man actually was needing. So anyway, the, the main thing that I helped them with, I suppose, was their Enneagram type, which very much coincided with astrology. I checked the astrological chart to also confirm the Enneagram type because sometimes Enneagram types, when you do the tests online, may not really come out accurately. So because I studied Enneagram and astrology, it really helps me to guide them to the direction of growth and tell them what is unhealthy for them. So I'm going to end this podcast episode with their Enneagram types and the interesting combination. So she was of Enneagram type 1 and he was of Enneagram type 7. That was very clear from their charts as well. And this is particularly a complementary and reciprocal compatibility between the two. They are opposites, but they can bring something that each other need and they can help each other towards new growth. And, you know, understanding all these things definitely, uh, you know, inspires growth in us and inspires introspective ability to transform our karmic uh, planet's influences towards how we want to. You know, it's channeling the energy. We cannot just suppress it and kill it or pack it in the bag and push it in the closet. These energies are going to be there and you can learn through uh, individual coaching or individual consultation, you can learn what are your limitations, what are your conditionings. So then, you know, with I, I really find myself my, in my marriage, in my personal life, my personal relationships, and with my friends and my clients, I find that our knowledge can be very, very powerful. For example, you know, going back to this couple, uh, she was a type one, was very conscientious, orderly, you know, good work habits, methodical in her attention to details, like that. And the seven is like the type seven is very much about being spontaneous, high energy, curiosity. So she could feel at times that, oh, he doesn't understand. He's not serious enough. It's just that the way this individual, the man learns the lesson is not the way she learns. And, you know, these things are very much generalized in a lot of um Instagram accounts, a lot of YouTube accounts, they talk a lot about relationship principles as if they're universal. But when it comes to astrological compatibility, things are individualized. It is so much different from one principle fits all. It is not like that. But by understanding your partner's personality type, you can understand how are both initiators, are both people future-oriented, or is one more future-oriented and the other more present? And so that you don't misunderstand the person to not take you seriously, but you can accept and understand their nature. So that's why astrology really helped me to accept my nature, to accept people in life. And the other tools such as Enneagram helps me understand practical ways to help the client, practical ways to help myself, how to use this planet to find that harmony in the relationship. So yeah, this uh, type 7, the enthusiastic type, we call it in Enneagram. He, the, the man, he has a sense of excitement and so he knows how to enjoy life and he can bring that to this type 1 who's more you know, idealistic and perfectionist, st the stir that spirit of 
come on, be in the present, enjoy life. But, you know, if you see it in this way, the relationships can be enjoyable. But if you see it like, oh, he's so different, why is he like that? And you put your head, hand on your head and sit down wondering why you have these incompatibilities, you'll never really find enjoyability. But if you can actually embrace these differences, that's when the magic starts to happen. You laugh at your mistakes, you laugh at your incompatibilities, and you understand that the other individual has their own way of learning lessons, their way of enjoying relationships. Then these things become... Um, easier you know to, to becoming a more fulfilled person enjoying relationships so if you like to know more about your own uh, natures you want to know your partner's nature you want to get a coaching consultation do connect with me and I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I definitely did learn a lot and thank you so much bye bye Hare Krishna